this week on Homo Superior. So the actor that plays Iceman. Yes. He did one line, and I just had to keep playing. He did one line of cocaine. Okay. That's why they call me the Iceman. Iceman, yeah. (laughs) But but he said. Because I hit that powder hard. He said sorry. And so he was making fun of uh, Wolverine for being Canadian. No. Oh, but I looked up the voice actor and he's Canadian. So that might have. Oh, self-loathing motherfucker. Oh, my God. (laughs) I agree. Internalized Canadian phobia. (laughs) That that was a pump the brakes moment. It was. Hey, go conduct yourself. Oh, sorry. I was like, does he always play Canadian guys or something? Is is. Iceman Canadian in this, or is no. it just no. a slip through? That was, was just a, that was just, just that was a hard story. Well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where if it's a day that ends in Y, Jubilee is horny for another guy. Issue two seventy seven. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brett Wingate. And this week, Ryan Kroll is back. And, we, and we've added two more members to Homer Superior by volume. <laughs> Our Mutant Madness fashion bracket rolls through the sickening 16, which also describes the age and way I felt the first time I had vodka. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, it doesn't, you don't have ah. to. You don't get to approve the jokes before I write them. Uh, we've got a new Polaris about how Elon Musk is continuing his streak of wins in pissing off everyone and losing a bunch of money. There's way too much news, and you're going to have to sit through it. Plus, issues that you legally don't have to sit through, but it's frowned upon by judges if you skip them. Minus plugs. All right. Housekeeping. No housekeeping. All right. New segment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So I was out for a little bit, and I decided to bring a new segment to us. Yes. Bring it. I was just in Amsterdam. So this is actually entitled, Did This Happen in Blank? Or did this happen to the X-Men? Ooh. As, uh, sounds got, a lot like did it happen or did it not. <laughs> it's very different. And I'll did this happen or did this happen in the X-Men? Did <laughs> this? What was that now? You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, you know, as world tr- uh, famous podcasters that we are, we sometimes travel to different locations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's international, domestic, no matter where our jaunts take us, jaunts. Uh, we have some interesting experiences. Much like our beloved X Men, so this segment will re uh, will go into a specific location, and then I will ask the question: Did this happen in Amsterdam, or did this happen to the X Men? And mostly, likely, it's probably going to happen to me in Amsterdam. What if it was happening like to the X Men in Amsterdam? <laughs> That's what I like. That it's did it happen in Amsterdam, or did this happen to the X Men? Yeah. Like they're mutually exclusive. <laughs> oh, yeah. baby, because it's always one or the other. How yeah. many? It's going to be a location, or did this happen <laughs> to a team? Now stop, Kaylin. <laughs> Kayla, name all the things that the X-Men did in Amsterdam. Yeah, you better believe. Uh, I, trust me, I already looked. They got high. They got real high. Okay, on a real note, Tulips. I, I researched, and they didn't really do anything except open an X-Corp out there. Oh. Other than that, but that, that was never in any issues. They've never been tried by The Hague? <laughs> no, not a single Skirt time. fucking ball. Okay, so I'm going to throw out a, a scenario, and you guys just tell me X-Men or Amsterdam. Am- X-Men or Amsterdam. <laughs> ah, the classic game. Go on. <laughs> no. uh, okay, a close family gathers to pick flowers and spread greater good. Adam, what do you think? That's Amsterdam. That is incorrect. Ah! Uh, the X-Men picked the Krakoan flowers to give us some greater good to the greater Marvel <laughs> Universe. <laughs> I went to Amsterdam to find the tulips, and they were not in bloom. Oh. And we were asked not to touch anything. My grandma was very disappointed. Can I go ahead and say? Yes. I love this game. And <laughs> at, you made Adam look like a stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, let's go to you, Brent. You forgot the Speaking number two bitches. thing about Amsterdam, <laughs> which is their fucking flowers. Number right. one being windmills. Yeah, it's true. I cool. saw those as well. Um, a son and a father fight over another sibling's well-being. Brent? I, did... th- I think that's uh, X-Men. That is the X-Men. Vulcan and Corsair. Uh, uh, you, you famously don't have a father. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Fought um, over Cyclops and the rest of the X-Men in one battle, and Vulcan actually killed his father. That didn't happen to me and my dad, and we didn't bring up my sibling, Christy, at this... all. So, good. So, good stuff. Kalen, one for you. Um, a delightful interaction with a sex worker who got her start in the States. What do you think that is? Is that the X-Men, or is that an interaction Ooh. that happened to me? Can that be... Both? It could be both. You can say whatever you want, baby. I think it's both, because it happened to you and Stacey X. (laughs) (laughs) You are wrong. So, although there are many delightful sex workers in Amsterdam, and I've talked to a bunch, I didn't meet any that came from the States, but you are correct, because Stacey X did get her start in Nevada at a mutant brothel called Nevada. X-Ranch. Uh, this, oh. I do remember the X-Ranch, yes. yes. That's uh, my favorite uh, dressing on salad. Was that a school for sex workers? <laughs> <laughs> a sexy school. A very sexy school. You should have seen the outfits. Um, okay, so uh, one for the group. Travelers came from across the globe, found a mirror that changed the course of their lives. Found a mirror? You heard me right, baby. I, I don't know if I did. <laughs> well, what is that? The, the craziest pronunciations of I think that's Amsterdam. I think I think that's the X-Men. The, I don't think you saw a single goddamn mirror. In this is this is both. So the, so the X-Men passed through an ornate mirror say. called <laughs> Siege Perilous, which altered their lives forever. I stepped on a piece of a mirror in Amsterdam, ripped open my foot, <gasps> and it hurt like a bitch. Oh, my oh God. no. I had to get new so, shoes. But yeah, it's fine. Didn't uh, alter the. Did you get like little clogs though, like for because it's Amsterdam? <laughs> yes. Okay. The entire time. You Where did me? you step on a, uh, a mirror? Um, in the red light district. Oh my oh. god! Seven years bad um, luck. Why were Seven you years wa- bad sex? Why were you wearing sandals? There wasn't <laughs> a condom district. on. I was barefoot. But I also weird. want to be clear. Kaylin and I both got a point, and Adam did not. Correct. I yeah. said both. I, I wasn't asked my cowardice. Okay, so I have one last one, and this is for everyone. A woman screamed, "Hey there, you tall drink of nonsense! You want this or nah?" That's X Men. I think. I think that's. Right. Why are you rogue? I think it's Amsterdam. That is definitely Amsterdam. This woman just called me all tall, drink a nonsense. Oh my god! I mean, she's how did she know you and so I well? Was like, you're not that tall though. And you want this or nah? Was that yeah. just Clark dressed in drag? <laughs> yeah, to Amsterdam. So, so she has the social perception mm-hmm. to see that you yeah. are a structurally unstable human being. Yes. Who's full of ridiculousness, but yeah. she could not pick up that you are a homosexual. <laughs> yeah, um, I it was the daytime staff in the red light district, and I was just trying to go get food because oh I was gosh. high out of my mind. But you know, God bless her wherever she is. That woman oh. didn't even exist; it was just a figment of his imagination. Yeah, oh, I was God. like, "Are you sure you just heard?" It, no, that was the mirror yelling back at him, and he stepped on it. He was and actually pretending to be a. I was a sex like, worker. I yeah, I was like, I did shrooms in Amsterdam, and there were too many things that should not have been. <laughs> No it's word. it's a great place though, honestly. And guys, that's did this happen in Amsterdam? That's or a did fun this game. happen yeah. to, to the yeah. X Men? That is a very fun game. Frankly, I don't like it. So that your incur- games are instantly more successful than mine. That uh, was a great game. I don't think I've ever played a better game on Homo's. I encourage so all of us when wow. we go on trips to really just drink in the scenery and yeah, bring we'll, this we'll game see back. if this bit comes. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll yeah. I just got back from Charleston, so let's play that. Does it happen in Charleston or it happen to the X Men? I can't wait. No. Uh, all right. All right, let's move on to some mutant madness. Mutant madness. She's got the look. 
Ryan. Shit's happening. We're oh, in that. week five, y'all. Oh my God. This has lasted four weeks already, and we're in the sickening 16, but a little bit of Mutant Madness in case this is your first episode, which I hope it's moon. not. It's the end of March, uh, and much like March Madness, we have a Mutant Madness. We're asking all of you to vote for your favorite looks for our four of our favorite X-Men, or rather X-Women. That's Storm, Jean Grey, Rogue, Kate, or Kitty Pride, if you prefer. Uh, we're asking you to vote on Twitter at X or Instagram at Podcast or both. And this is how crazy the voting has gotten. It's gotten really Tell ferocious. Me. So um, just recently, we had Hellfire Gala Rogue versus Excalibur Rogue. Twitter voted for Hellfire Gala Rogue. Instagram voted for Excalibur Rogue. Jacked. And Homo Superior, we're the tiebreaker. If it's not unanimous, mm-hmm. we broke that tie, and we narrowly, narrowly voted for Excalibur Rogue. Mm. Adam and I voted for the Hellfire look. Meanwhile, uh, Clark, Ryan, and Brent voted for the Excalibur look. It it's, is it's a very split. It was one of those like toin, uh, coin tosses for me, but... Uh, that means that it's very likely that the only Hellfire Gala look that will advance to the Ornate 8 is Jean. Because right now, oh, right now people are voting on two of Kate's looks. That's the Red Queen Kate uh, made famous in Marauders versus her Hellfire Gala look that Brent hates that the rest of us think it's okay. <laughs> uh, but I do like the, the Red Queen look better. Yeah. But the Red Queen is winning. So if Red Queen wins and Hellfire Gala of Kate's Hellfire Gala look goes down, Jeans is the only one that will advance, and we were talking about, we were thinking all the Hellfire Gala looks would would get to the final four. four. I cannot believe that we voted against Storm's Hellfire Gala looks. Some fuck is wrong with you people. thought that the Hellfire Gala looks would all make it. Some people. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to talk about the rogue choice, though. Okay. The rogue outfit for her Hellfire Gala is fashionable. It is stylish. but She could run in it, too. There's a certain sense in which fly, it, it's not like a, it's not like an outfit that works everywhere. You know, if she was actually fighting someone with it, it would look a lot stupider and bunch in weird angles. Mm. And I think that the Excalibur look actually has a lot of the themes of Rogue's fashion history, but is much more practical Brent, and okay. good looking. Brent, you sound like somebody who never read comics in the 90s, specifically Spawn, with a stupid <laughs> fucking cape oh, yeah. Sorry, you that would it? go everywhere. Sorry, uh, Kaylin, lover of uh, comic fashion in the 90s, Ooh. just corrected me. Hey, um, isn't it a problem that there aren't enough pockets here, Kaylin? Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna do you one no pocket even more and say none of these outfits should show up at like a Whole Foods when she's just going grocery shopping. Uh, they both look fucking stupid. With that, you know when the Excalibur outfit, that's all but, she did. But I like, I do worry about function. Is that and your fashion? Fu- yes. Is that your fashion threshold? Is should it, this be at Whole Foods? Is it Whole Foods ready? Yeah. Um, I. I, I, I just really like this rogue look. I think it's one of her best looks, honestly. Which the Excalibur one? one? The Excalibur one, it yeah. It is a nice so update of the 90, 90s one, look, I, yeah. I wasn't here for the last couple of weeks. Something that you guys have skimmed over, you guys have <laughs> skimmed over, is that the classic rogue look. From the 90s. You guys all hate. This is going to take everything. This is going to win. People love this look. That is what everyone has shirts of. That's what everyone cosplays as. This is gonna win. So you use use our crazies. Basically. <laughs> now you're Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, why are you Jar Jar? Brooklyn Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> he actually kind of looks like it with his little beanie hat too. Thank you. Um, Thank I you. thought I honestly thought that Storm's '90s look was gonna go all the way, and it didn't. 
it definitely got yeah. left behind. No, because the black one's better. Yeah. It's because you set up all the competitions wrong. I, ah. Yes, that's that's <laughs> me. Yeah, we I see this correctly, right? Yeah. Um, I do think the '90s Rogue look gets to the Couture Four. I think it's that Rogue look. I think, of course. and I think it makes of course it. Of course, it's in the Couture Four. And then I think it makes it to the final. But I think it's going to go up against Storm's Brotherhood look, and I think Storm's Brotherhood look wins. Wow, Storm's Brotherhood look is sick. It hey, is. Kate, why really are you good. so stupid at dressing? Huh? She's terrible. Oh, Kate. Kate. Yeah. Kate, Kate does it. Kate has terrible. Yeah. She's doing. Yeah. She she's. Is. She has. Well, the, the red, worst look. She's a lesbian, go very far. slowly coming out of the closet. Yeah, that is true. You, girl, just let's go fashion shopping. What? Mm-hmm. Can I just wear something from your closet? Is what she did her entire career. Yeah, but she recently. said that to eight that was people. her secondary <laughs> mutation: bad fashion. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm actually happy that because uh, I know that I was forced to initially pick a, a Jean Grey look, but I do think that the Jean Grey. Uh, uh, Hellfire Gal look is one of her better looks. Mm-hmm. Yes, this it's actually, also fightable in like this, it looks like yes, an outfit. It just looks like a superhero outfit with yeah. a cape, so it's it's very Superman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hel- the Hellfire Gal look for Jean went up against the X Men Red look for Jean, the Tom Taylor X Men Red that is. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is both of them are updates of her most famous '90s X Men Gold look that was also mm-hmm. featured in the animated series. Uh, and I think the Hellfire Gal look. Should have won. It won. So yeah. it's the superior uh, update of that look. If this all confused you, uh, go onto our Instagram and please look at all these looks because uh, you will feel a certain way once you see two side by side each other. Being confused is half of being an X Men fan. Half so. of the battle, yeah. baby. Yeah, and actually, the way I think about it is that if you don't know exactly what we're talking about at every moment in time, are you really a fan of the X Men? <laughs> <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Did you really? Pay yeah, attention Brent, are you a fan of the X Men? While everything was going on, I know all these characters, Kalen. Wow. <laughs> Let's move on to some pole shit. Pole. <laughs> this was some pole shit. So we recently found out uh, that Elon Musk, boo, uh, he is changing Twitter once again to only allow verified accounts to be uh, to be able to be seen in the for you recommendations and even vote in polls. And we've been doing a lot of polls, like including in Polaris, including in Mutant Madness, which we just talked about. Writing uh, them, yeah, and <laughs> he going to them, yeah, <laughs> dancing on them. Uh, he. Uh, he is doing this because he is trying to stop "quote unquote" AI bots from doing this, but it's really a way to monetize Twitter. Totally. But he's going to drive more people away. Yep. And yeah. what the sad thing is, look, yeah, we're a goofy ass podcast. We talk about X Men and the MCU. That is a sad thing. Uh, but there are a lot of people <laughs> who are content creators who make a living off of the content they produce, mm-hmm. writers, artists, so on and so forth who don't necessarily want to get verified yeah. uh, and they're going to lose uh, the ability to like push out what they are selling or trying to get people to consume. Our friend it runs sucks. a porn Twitter. Do you think yeah. he's going to yeah. get verified? Do, uh, is he going to be able to do more polls of saying, do you want more dick pics <laughs> he, or ass pics? And he worked really hard on that very clever name that he came up with and he doesn't get to vote now? This is bullshit. When did Elon Musk become an X-Men villain? What year was it? I always forget. He became Mojo when he bought Twitter. Seriously? <laughs> so is, yeah, because I'm like, is he like what type of villain does Elon no. Musk follow? Is he DC, he, no. Marvel, X Men, Avengers? Marvel. He was an Iron Man too. Sorry, he was. I know. What what group of heroes would Elon Musk be going up against? Because I don't think the Avengers would give a shit. He, I think he would be relegated to the X Men 
They're like, oh, this guy's not you the big X Men are if, secondary to Avengers a, in the world of Marvel. They sure as shit are. They, they're not. They're more popular, but in the war in the greater Marvel universe, yes, they yeah. are secondary. See, I see him as more like even a Spider Man villain because like it's he's more of like a street crime. Really? He's an Iron Man villain. Yeah, but surf, like no. I surf the web. But he does it well because he has. He's, the, tec- he, he's technologically whatever. Yeah, he I was would, thinking that. Yeah. But I picture of him and his followers like. Uh, buddies of Twitter, and that feels like very friends of humanity, and like oh, trying yeah. to really go after or the like, U Men, exactly yes. the, yeah. the, the Blue Men. Maybe of the Twitter. Blue Men. It feels very the like Blue Man Group, yeah, yeah. mutants ask because it feels like it would be like a bunch of kids being like, "Hey, you can't take away our Twitter," and he's like, "Try to stop me." And he like flies yeah. away up into the top of his like he, just like, skyscraper. Yeah. I don't think about you at all. <laughs> uh, I did like that you so. I'm guessing to not make it searchable, you spelled Elon E exclamation point. Yes. O N. But the way I originally read it was in mid April, E on Hellsite. <laughs> yeah. I was well, like, love that new show. So the actual poll, I said it's only gonna be uh uh you can only do this if you're verified. So obviously this is a bad idea, uh, bad idea. It's gonna change Twitter, but let's vote before we can't anymore. Will you stay and get verified? That's the first choice. Two, stay but remain unverified. Three, head off to dot, 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 hoping people would comment on they'd go to Mastodon or whatever. Nobody did. Um, Rumble. Grumble, 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 grumble. And then uh, finally, it was verify this, Elon, but with an exclamation point, and I used the uh, eggplant emoji. So uh, number one was verify this, Elon. Number two was stay but unverified. Three was head off to whatever, which uh, uh, was a very low percentage. And then the lowest percentage at 1% was stay and get verified. It is is a very low amount. I don't want to, you know, undercut a joke, Mm -hmm. but verify this Elon and any of the other options are also things you could feel. (laughs) You you can give the middle finger to Elon. But I, I, uh, you know, don't want to. They might still get verified. My, yeah. what's funnier to me is like the stay and get verified. Like this all sounds like an STI campaign. Where it's like I'm staying and getting verified. <laughs> I'm verified. <laughs> I'm verified. Uh, I'm choosing not to, to verify. Get verified. Yeah, uh, and that's okay. Does this work as a way of registering <laughs> mutants? Stay and get verified. Verify this, Elon. You can't verify us mutants. I, I could just he- hear a sentinel going, verifying Twitter. Is it, this is just this is the same thing they put out when Civil War happened. They were like, are you going to stay and get verified as a Yeah, hero? exactly. Are you, are you, are you Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? <laughs> I'm Team neither. Yeah. Uh, it is really, I mean, joking aside, it is super sad. Comics Twitter, especially X Twitter, it's a wonderful place to be, even though there's sometimes some toxic fans. There's like good conversation that happens. You get to interact with creators, and if they start going away, this that just really sucks. Yeah, yeah. we'll find out what happens next. <laughs> TV. E, e, watch what happens on the hell side. Find out live on E. Uh, let's get on to some <laughs> television. Uh, MCU Next TV is our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of MCU Disney Plus TV shows. This week we've got X-Men Toss, Season 3, Episode 11. Cold comfort. Straight from her episode with getting horny for Longshot, Jubilee continues to get horned up for the Twink of the Week guest star, Iceman, being presented as an OG member of the X-Men, which was only four people, (laughs) and on the hunt for Lorna, a.k.a. Polaris. Um... What did you guys think of this episode? Particularly around Bobby's representation of like the cartoon versus the comic character. I think it's funny that there's always somebody on the team that Scott just hates. Truly. <laughs> so has so it's, many problems. It's Bobby in the first one, in the first incarnation. And it couldn't Logan. be Gene. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and now it's Logan. And so just like 
uh, Scott having the tantrum and telling the professor, it's like, you just mollycoddled him. And then it's, Beast is like weighing in and saying, no, he's he's just a misunderstood kid. And well, Wolverine's, uh, his hate for Wolverine is feels uh, warranted. Like it does feel like, okay, he is too much of a rebel. He is basically trying to get with your girlfriend. Bobby's like, it. I to meet you, and he, he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> he's like, "I don't know why that is." The I really reaction. hated uh, Batman he, and Robin. He just is so not funny that I think he gets mad at any sort of humor. Yeah. You know what I mean? No like, joking. Just, it's the Scott. No I, joking. It's the Scott I hate the most because it's yes. stick up the ass Scott rather yeah. than like being he's, like a straightforward leader. He's a fun time sometimes. Well, you know? I think that's like, the what? missing part. Is like he doesn't really show that much leadership in the show. He just seems to be angry about everyone else not. Adhering to the yes. rules, yes. yeah. So it just—it's yeah. like he's it's, a bad middle manager. It is yes. so weird, yeah. Because it's Did like you fa- a, uh, file out your TPS report. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. At least in the comics, it's like a lot more. He's well, especially like more God, recently. That is so right because that's why so many people hate Scott. It's b- based that's on this incarnation, yeah. yes. And then the James Marsden version, who was kind of who's a very attractive man and a very good actor, but it was a nothing burger. And he was and the X Men movies yeah. bland yeah. as fuck. But he's, yeah, and, Scott is and great in the comics. Nothing burger in those movies was so much better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I enjoy I enjoy this uh, episode. I like seeing the past X Men. Yes. I think getting those glimpses of the past is what people want a little bit more. Yeah, we think this is a fully formed team when we see them in the first episode. I really like seeing these past stuff and these random guest stars. There were so many guest stars this episode. I really, X Factor, yeah. baby. Dairy. It was so good. You had Forge, Polaris, Quicksilver, Wolfsbane, Strong Guy, and Havoc. And Cyclops continues to run into his family members and have no idea who they are. Yeah, it's well, great. They, in this in this reality, they have not met before, right? So right. they have no idea who they are. They've just fallen and the, on out this of a plane earth. together yeah. and then shot lasers at each other's bodies. Okay, so <laughs> so the actor that plays Iceman, yes. He did one line, and I just had to keep playing. He did one line of cocaine. Okay. As That's all, why they call me the Ice, ice Man. Ice Man, yeah. But, but he said- Because I hit that powder hard. He said, sorry. Like and so Because he was making fun of uh, Wolverine for being Canadian. No. Oh, but I looked up the voice actor, and he's Canadian. So that oh, might have- Oh, self-loathing, that, motherfucker. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> so I agree. Internalized that, Canadian phobia. <laughs> that, that was a pump the brakes yeah, moment. Yeah, it was- Hey, go sorry. conduct yourself. Oh, sorry. His name is Dennis Akiyama, and uh, I was like, does he always play Canadian guys? Or something? And is is- Iceman Canadian in this, or is no. it just no. a slip through? That was, was just a, that was, was just, just that was a hard story. That, it's like I just old, thought that was I was surprised at how groundbreaking old, <laughs> old he presented. I guess is like the character design made him seem like he was at least like thirty five. Yeah, there was and then they're like, no, "Listen here, are you youngin." I'm like, "No, he's not." Yeah, there was no chill. On that, outfit. Oh. that outfit was gay Ooh, as fuck. Okay, so what were was he gay in this? Do we think he yeah. was dating Lorna, whose hair like bled through no, the TV screen? No, he was good friends with Lorna, and they ran off together. Mama, style. Mama, let's talk about yeah, the flashback. She he broke. Had. She she broke up with him not because he yeah. wasn't committed to the mutant fight anymore, because he's gay as yeah. fuck. It's yeah. yeah. She, she said we. Oh, he said. Well, she isn't he. Um, said we li- <laughs> we lived a normal life they were they were making out on a beach with hit her fucking crazy ass wig yes and then they start making out they're on a beach and then they immediately get up and start roller skating on a beach <laughs> who else it's, it's, like the, it's the 90s it's yeah. the 90s to be fair so yeah. was it the 90s for 
uh, Bobby Iceman to be working as a CPA, and she walks in and from 18 <laughs> feet away tosses him a bouquet yes. of roses. Yes. Jesus Christ. And he became an accountant. Um, she hates it. And so she decides to fake her own disappearance not tell him and leave. I she mean, did, that she, is a like god tier breakup. She did a gone girl. <laughs> yeah, she gone girl. She but really she did. also left a note where the military complex to find her, like go that to was, Kirby yeah, who, yeah, that backstory was not good. <laughs> it, it was, was not well thought out. And th- they're like, okay, let me explain. So Forge is like, okay, so let me explain. He explained <laughs> it. It makes less sense. And then they're like, then why do we fight? And he's like, I thought it would be fun to scuffle. And yeah. you're like. So you're a sociopath? Were, like, what the fuck? Were, were you not hoping that Forge would look at Wolverine and go, I feel like I know you in a future life? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I hate that. Um, That's so stupid. But I did love Forge basically fucking Professor X. It's like, we're a super secret government team. I've never heard of you. I know the highest levels of government. You don't know everything, I know, bitch. I also thought it was weird that with Forge, they decided to use the WD-40 list. Leg noise. It was just like the most mechanical it was, sound. It was wild. Like my man, don't you have like some it felt lubricant? Ru- it felt rude. Yeah. Can, we, yeah. can we talk about the team matchups a little bit? Like, yeah. was it odd that they must, they all no, got? They know all. They figured out all of your <laughs> tactics. You must switch, switch people. Okay, they're random. Was so, the dot like yeah? The dossier was like, all right, strong guy. That's the only person you're gonna fight, and that's exactly what's wrong with them. Like nothing made that episode is great. I really enjoyed it because of all the cameos. Nothing makes sense in it. Yeah. I like the I like the action sequence. Yeah, no, that was a really I, fun episode. Strong guy kept I, fucking up, Iceman. Well, Iceman was <laughs> using his powers in a cool way, like the slide. Uh, yeah, wee. <laughs> I meant a fun way. What did I say? <laughs> it's yeah. I, well, I loved all the well, matchups. Jubilee yeah. blinding Quicksilver was great, and then she couldn't do it again. Which yeah. is great. I yeah. got one. <laughs> yeah. So as as she is being caught in a whirlwind, yeah. Charles goes. Uh, Jubilee and Iceman have figured out how to adapt <laughs> and survive, and she is currently swirling around a cargo. She warehouse. broke her cockset. Yeah. She has. To, she had like seven yeah. days of uh, workman's comp. After also, that. Clark mentioned this last week, but I have to repeat it again. What? The way that Bobby dealt with Jubilee's crush was so much better than the way Longshot dealt oh, with Jubilee's yeah. crush. Uh, Bobby's like, eh, "You're a crazy kid. I'll see you later." Yeah. Meanwhile, Longshot's like basically making out with you. her. Yeah. So, uh, Clark, also, I thought you were going to point out uh, that. We got a Gene or uh, oh, oh, oh with, yeah, uh, it was Alex Havoc. Havoc. Yeah, that was but, really good. Uh, the, but then Polaris to help decides to use her ability to bend metal to move a bunch of wood boxes <laughs> oh, out yeah. of the way. What oh the fuck? Yeah, blame it on the animators. It was fun. It was yeah. a fun, fun episode. Yeah. Uh, when when they departed, she's like, "I'll I'm, I'll never for, I'll never forget you." And he's like, "You'll get over it." I said, <laughs> "Gay, yeah, it's a totally. gay exit. It it is." Oh, All right, God bless him. Let's move on to the news. Uh, something a little bit more serious, uh, real quick. So, in case you haven't heard, uh, Jonathan Majors, who is playing Kang, the big bad for the next several phases of the Marvel films, was arrested this past week on charges of assaulting his girlfriend. This is a complicated situation for a variety of reasons, including comments from Majors prior to directors about his behavior that were later deleted. The fact that his lawyer says they have positive video and witness proof of his innocence. There's limited reporting that Majors may have been the person to make the call in the first place. There's the fact that his girlfriend has potentially recanted her statement to the police. There's the realities of over-policing black males in America and the continuing ongoing issues of women and victims of domestic violence 
not being believed or silenced by people with power, which casts another light on the potential recantment of her statement. It's a complex situation. uh, And without more concrete evidence and an investigation, it's important to remember that you can wait uh, for more information before forming a solid opinion. The allegation should be taken seriously. Um, and if you'd like to donate to an organization working to protect victims of domestic violence in D.C., there's an uh, organization called House of Ruth. And nationwide, there's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. They're great organizations. They'll always need resources. So if any of this concerns you, you should go donate to them. That's House of Ruth and the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Brent, we'll uh, post the links on our social media as yes. well. So before we move on, I do want to discuss the potential consequences of this for the films. It is not the most important issue related to this incident, but we do recognize that fans are people who are invested in the actors, in the characters, and the franchise, so I thought we should talk about it a little bit. So Marvel has a few options before them. They can act immediately or wait for the long term. And uh, in the immediate future, they do not, they're not going to have a strong incentive to oust majors uh, at this point, the scandal is not severe enough that it requires an immediate uh, announcement because the evidence is not so apparent that they're forced to make a move. In all likelihood, we won't be hearing anything that they're, they've gamed out uh, until uh, you know there's more information about this. Uh, so the only thing that Majors is currently has a project for is Loki season two, which is already completely wrapped filming. I believe it is also wrapped post-production. Even if the allegations prove accurate, uh, there is, they will probably still release the TV show. Um, so as time goes on, they're going to have a choice between keeping majors, recasting him or changing the villain entirely. Given how many changes that are already going on in their production schedule, because of issues they've had with the success of each of their movies and the production issues with different scripts. Changing the villain, it might not be the biggest issue uh, for them. And um, even changing out the actor might that be the biggest issue. So if you're worried about the future of Marvel, you can take a breath because right now there isn't a lot that will be changed. And if it changes in the future, there isn't a reason to expect that that will affect the movies negatively in any way. You can wait to form an opinion, take the allegation seriously, and uh, you don't have to constantly uh, attack people on Twitter or belittle the opinions of others. Yes. Well, well said. Thank uh, you, Brent. Yep. Let's move on to something more fun. Uh, Vinny D, a.k.a. Vincent D'Onofrio, let it slip that season two of Daredevil will have a lot of great payoffs for stuff that happens in the first season, which has not <laughs> happened. So we know a bunch about the show, like that Michael Gandolfini will be playing a character from Staten Island, uh-huh. and there will be no Vanessa. Thank you. <laughs> what made-up payoffs do you hope happen based on not knowing anything about that's going to happen in the show? Ooh, I love mindless speculation. Let this that is, begin. This is the most mindless also, speculation. Also, Staten Island? Yeah, that's... Really? So he was, that is where all the islands of villains are he, from. He was said... He said... He's like, yeah, I've got a role. And they're like, well, who are you going to be? And they're like... He's like, well, 
I can tell you I'm a character from Staten Island. What if he's only credited in the credits as character from Staten Island? Man yeah. from Staten Island. He's he's actually playing Krakoa off the island <laughs> of Staten Island. Amazing. Uh, this is James Gandolfini's son, yes. yes. That was in yes, the correct. prequel uh, to The Sopranos, The, uh, the, the, the States oh. of Newark. Yeah, where he played a young Tony. Yes, yes. Um, what payoffs do, do I hope will happen? Well, there's a rich history from Daredevil Comics, which we... Didn't really get into everything in the Netflix series, even though it was very good. Uh, season one, of course, is called Born Again, which may or may not be based on the seminal Frank Miller, David Shelley graphic novel from the 80s. I'm hoping that we see characters like Typhoid Mary. Yeah, uh, amazing. I fucking That's how you work in another mutant, too. There you go. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of other, like the Mark Wade run had some really fun villains, and it was a little bit of a lighter take on Daredevil, but I really, really liked it quite a bit. They could easily move to, I mean, like, they don't have a lot of New York superheroes right now in street level stuff. Like, if they wanted to, they could move um, Kingpin to mayor relatively quickly. That's like, true. That, go will, that, be, path pretty that fast. will be happening. And yeah. it would make sense because then that would sense. also help affect and bring in more street level heroes. Yeah, bringing back and, Luke Cage. Right. And, then... and the wild rumors floating around. Here we go again. <laughs> the wild rumors floating around. We know Daredevil, Echo, all of them will be in it, Electra. Uh, Electra is coming back. Electra is coming back. Um, <gasps> she becomes Daredevil. That would be cool. Yeah, like in the oh, comics. Um, Sh- Shadow. What is it? Shadowland. Land. Yeah, that yeah. was. It was a bad run. But it was, was a real bad good. run. They could um, do that well, but, but Devil's was, Reign but, was pretty yeah. good. But also, the speculation is Hawkeye and wait for it, Spider Man are all supposed uh, supposed to be incorporated. Because if you're gonna go street level and he's keeping it down low, Love that. yeah. Well, Spider Man makes sense because keeping Mac- it on the DL. Does he have all those other gay men who are also yes. on the DL? I mean, yeah, Iceman's coming. I in. mean, the way he's sewing, he's keeping it Hercules on the DL. Hercules yeah. is coming finally from Thor: Love and Thunder. Honey, oh, I well, be coming too. Uh, <laughs> Matt Murdock was in Spider Man: uh, No Way Home, so that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Bing, bing, bong. All right, moving on. Uh, actor Matthew McFadden, who plays uh, Tom Wamsgads, what's his last name? Wamsgam. Wamsgam in uh, HBO's Succession has been cast in Deadpool three, ostensibly as the villain. Uh, it's casting hard. couch. He's a perfect yeah. villain. Yeah, what, he's a good casting villain. couch. Where, where where would you put him in? Uh, so I have two choices. One, Mister Sinister, which is unlikely, but a man can dream. Two is Arcade. You think? Ooh, arcade, yeah. Uh, I like that. Oh, it's, you think he'd be a good Mister Sinister? I think I you're do. so wrong. If you don't hire a homosexual immediately, I want Nathan. If Joel Lane, Kim Booster is I, not going to be. Oh my, oh my god! I want Nathan Lane. As <laughs> as <laughs> as <laughs> as oh, yeah. I mean, Taking given his, his char- like his character as Tom is just such a weird character in Succession, and like does to uh, me, Shiv? he's like very fey, but also like masculine. Like I can see it work for well, Sinister. He's British. That's the reason why I picked Mr. Sinister. Besides, the only thing that doesn't work for me is just his face doesn't look it's sinister enough. Like, I was like a stupid reference. Baby. Yeah, I know. Little red eyes, little sharp teeth. Yeah, um, little cheekbones, just like Angelina Jolie and uh, uh, Maleficent. My, well, you we were talking about this, uh, me and my boo-boo, and he had said that... Um, That's well, Adam's shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking about the fact that, I mean... What is it? Owen Wilson is supposed to potentially be in this because they yes. think it's going to be a lot of TVA related stuff. Oh, so it is like, are there other are there multiversal villains? Like, would he be like, I would just be like beyond? Like, what are some fucking space villains? Like, or they're going to be traveling the multiverse. So yeah. it could be anyone, honestly. 
Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice. Mix six yeah. pedelec maybe. I mean, yeah. DC. <laughs> if they're gonna be including Wolverine, the Impossible Man. That's the Mitzel pedelec uh, from that, Marvel. Yeah. If they're gonna be incl- including Wolverine, to me, he seems like he'd be a good striker. Uh, the general. William. Oh, I mean, oh, it would oh, feature both of them, which would be yeah. great because uh, what's his face played it in X two. Um, um, Logan Roy, the actor. Uh, oh no, Charlie. Uh, uh, Brian Cox. He finally so, succeeded. That's, yeah. that's so, so funny. That is, that's very that. meta. Okay. Yeah. All right, Liv Tyler, who played Betty Ross in the Incredible Hulk, the first film of the MCU franchise. Yeah, baby. Will be returning in the role for Captain America: New World Order. Name change still pending. How patriotic do you think her dad had to be to almost name her after the woman who apocryphally came up with the American flag? <laughs> do I really need to answer this question? What uh, What do you want her to do? Should she be, uh, you know, Red She-Hulk or Arwen from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> she turns into Harpy. Uh, Harpy is her code name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Arpy. Uh, Queen of the Arpies. Yes, your crown, your majesty. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't know what that reference is. The, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Baby, okay. look at there, there's so many rumors <laughs> that Red Hulk uh, is going to be in it. Yeah. If she becomes Red She-Hulk. No, but I feel like if, she could become if, Harpy to stop her father or whatever, right? No, but baby, I don't I don't Why know. Why are they bringing this back? You know she was just like, I, "Hey, I'd love a paycheck." And they're like, "All right." I do like Liv Tyler. I'm sorry. I, I, would love I mean, she could great. be in it and useful without being uh, Red She-Hulk. Red She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. I don't want to be like Red She-Hulk. Tons of photos of her time with Bruce and uh they're all of Edward Norton. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, all the photos. She just keeps changed them so much. Nice. Bruce. Yeah. They'll make some dumbass joke about that oh. in the first act. I barely even recognize you anymore. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Boom. All right. Uh, so, humor. Uh, before we wrap the news, news, Clark, it's the news. Yeah. We heard an announcement that Jonathan Hickman's new project has a title and concept. Kaylin, you're always looking at the teat of Mother Comics. What is this? What's going on? It's another acronym of a secret society. It's nah. G-O-D-S, or GODS for short. We don't know what it stands for, but Hickman is very excited. It, it's him teaming up with Val- uh, Valerio Schitti, who is the artist on S.W.O.R.D. Uh, You're going to have a short story in uh, this year's um, uh, free comic book day of X-Men and Avengers. We're finally getting a little more information. It's dealing with a lot of the cosmic sort of corner of Marvel, like the uh, uh, the deities, the cosmic concepts, Doctor Strange is going to be in it, and it's featuring a, a new character named Wynn who may or may not be good or evil. That doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Steven. Steven. <laughs> uh, I didn't answer the question. Steven, no, 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 you're Steve, not doing it right yeah, because your not, voice acting is too good. Everyone do your best uh, impression of the terrible uh, video they released. Hey, Adam. Steven. Steven, Steven, my, my boy. boy. Steven, my boy. Steven, my boy. Steven, Still too boy. much characters. Still it is. It is. We have too much hey, like depth in our voice. Did you want my book? It's <laughs> <laughs> getting close. It's getting I'm close. Steven Strange. Why did do you sound you, like a Coen Brothers did character? Did you want my book? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's still better. That's too, than much we, too much emotion. Um, anyways, uh, I am excited. Um, Hickman said that when he returned to Marvel a few years ago, he wrote two story Bibles. One became uh, Hawksbox and led to the revamp of the X-Books, which we all know and love right now. The second was Gods. uh, And so he started working on that after he left the X-Books. So um, very, very, very excited about this. I think this fits up his alley of doing uh, like crazy, bigger-than-life stuff and more like secret societies, like uh, cabals that we don't know anything about. I don't know. I'll be reading it. What does God stand for? Uh, With Hickman, it could be literally anything. Uh, glowing old, old otherly otherly deities having sex sucking <laughs> having <Yes>. sucking <laughs> that's it nailed it 
Uh, well, we look it, forward it can to literally that. be anything. Though, yeah, I don't like the idea so of the axis of power in the Marvel world moving from X Men to someone else. That like all the discussion is not about what's happening with the mutants and their Aww, new nation. Oh, you love the X Men, of course. I do this. It's podcast. The only one you know. <laughs> I do this podcast because I'm forced to. I don't think this is going to lead to a uh, oh, like a giant uh, unleash of uh, no. unleashing a bunch of new cosmic books. I yeah. don't think it is. I, mean, I could be wrong. Uh, so I think the X books will still have their sort of place in Marvel, where Hickman put them. Okay, let's uh, do a little fun thing real quick. Uh, so Marvel has released a panel image to tease the Summer of Symbiotes. It's an homage to the X-Men swimsuit issue. Ryan, what do you make of the recent developments in Israel with B.B. Netanyahu initially attempting to, and ultimately failing to uh, practically remove any power from the Supreme Court? I think I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> For both <laughs> stories. <laughs> all right, let's move on to some issues. Oh, my gosh. Great answer. Our weekly recap of all things X and issues. This week, we've got Sabretooth and the Exiles, number five, Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, number two, Deadpool, number five, and the Invincible, number four, Iron Man. <laughs> you I, know, number four, Iron Man. He's my favorite character. Yeah. Uh, Sabretooth and the Exiles, number five, with Victor Laval and Leonard Kirk. It is the final How many issue Iron Men are there? of the four. <laughs> Incredible four. Iron Man. Jesus Christ, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> second Stop re- it. Just you just take a breath for a second. Say four. Yeah. I missed you. Four man. Iron Man. <laughs> Fine, there's too many Iron Man. That's my favorite. Sabertooth's second recent mini wraps with Great and Creed quickly defeated. Nanny in charge of more superpowered kids. The exiles charging forward as the Maroons. Barrington and the creation being left open as question marks. And Sabretooth having an army of himself. Let's start with just the issue, and then we'll talk about the full Can I say, before we really get into any of the criticisms that we might have, I enjoyed Sabretooth and the Exiles as a whole. I enjoyed the story. I think with the exception of the kind of weird lateral move that all of a sudden the multiverse of uh, Sabretooth's jumping in as now suddenly being important, rather than that being a thing that happened weirdly earlier and now is an issue. Yeah, Yeah, I I thought thought all of this felt coherent enough. Maybe there might be some things I'd polish, but that that it ultimately works for me. I think, uh, I generally agree with you, Brent. I think the scope widened so much from the original Sabretooth miniseries that Victor Laval also did. Um, that it didn't quite come together at the end. Um, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, there are elements of it I think are very strong thematically. Uh, Victor Laval is making some very interesting points about incarceration, about being somebody who is not at the top of society. Uh, specifically, it's a, it's a very good criticism of Krakoa, which is the you know paradise of somebody who is from a, you know from a minority, basically. The way uh, people view ethics in science. Yes. All of that is very good. I think it's going to lead to something. But again, I found myself losing the thread of the narrative as I was reading this month to month. And yeah. then rereading, I read the original miniseries, uh, and then I uh, reread the first four issues of the miniseries right before the fifth issue came out. And it's like, this miniseries, it doesn't quite come together. It just doesn't. It just loses... It, it just loses something because it's not even about Sabretooth anymore. It becomes about these kids. It becomes about Orphan and Nanny Maker. It becomes about uh, uh, Dr. Barrington. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, 
It's just there's too many focal points, and it feels very like what Cy Spurrier sort of do, did mm. in uh, Legion of X. I, like interesting stuff, but just not just too much. I was actually thinking of God. Was it Excalibur? Yeah. What um when it, Hawks and Pox first kicked off, or when Krokoer first kicked off, I think of uh, Teeny Howard's Excalibur, where like the content, the writing, it was all generally interesting, but all the plot beats were moving so quickly that it didn't feel like anything was landing enough. And it was setting it seemingly launched a bunch of stuff and setting up a bunch of things. Right. I presume those bits and pieces will come back. Um but I like I again the info pages alone are worth the price of entry. Thousand yeah. percent. So thoughtfully done and connected and like he is Victor Laval is somebody to definitely watch. It's just sort of like ah, I wish it got. I wish he had more time and this more issues been, to build it out. This could have been out. three issues longer. Yeah, and if you introduced uh, Graydon, like kind of maybe at this point still, and then I gave uh, a few more issues, to and breathe. then had a few more issues about like, hey, I was rejected by you and then saved by you, and in order to build up the strength to ultimately kill you, I've traveled the multiverse, killing alternate versions of you. Uh, while there's this underlying story about trying to take down Barrington mm-hmm. and how crazy her experiments are, it could have felt less rushed. He was in yeah. one issue, great increase, like basically. Yeah. Because yeah. he was out of this issue by the end, so he only survived for like they, 25 minutes. He literally, pages. his fight scene was him <laughs> wrestling for three seconds before being kicked into yeah. a random one I was hole. shocked when this issue ended. I was like, that's it? I yeah. know. It was abrupt. Also, I, I come in from the angle of like, this has to be called Sabretooth in the Exiles because an Exiles book won't sell, unfortunately. Mm, right. So uh, I, wings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I I like that team aspect of it. The team getting kind of swept under the rug. Yeah. I was not a huge fan yeah. of because I was more invested in their stories than Sabretooth. Great. I, love I that. think like Necra and uh, Third Eye and Oya, yeah. all of them. They were such a weird ragtag bunch. Uh, I thought like they were absolutely fantastic. I agree. Yeah. It feels like a TV show where like all the extras are doing a lot of the heavy lifting. And yeah. Like, oh, could have been a different show if you focused on those characters a little. Did more. I? So within the info panel of the Maroons, did the Sabretooth War happen? Is it happening? Was that like a future? No, I think it's a future that's thing. A future I think thing. it's a future thing, uh, which means I think I was like that war was over fast. If that's what it was, it was more of a scar- <laughs> It was a police <laughs> action. They <laughs> really <laughs> had a lot in this issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say so. Rereading the original miniseries helped because you. I, I remember that Mystique and Destiny were the ones who let Victor right. go, and it was because they saw Destiny mm. saw something that would lead to something that she wants, and so you know. That bitch moves in mysterious ways, right? So um, I have a feeling this is going to lead up to Fall of X. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to be like uh, Charlie Day in uh, It's Always Sunny, <laughs> yeah. where I've got like Pepe all these... Silvia. Pepe de Silvia. But there is no Pepe de Silvia. Exactly. Uh, that person doesn't exist. Dude, all the people here want their mail and you're not getting <laughs> but I want to start doing all the stuff that's happening in the X-Books to see what could lead up to Fall of X because there's like that the stuff in X-Force the stuff that's happening with Sins of Sinister I love this is why X-Fans go crazy because we try to plot all this it's stuff. a Fall of yeah. X tracker this is why yeah. we you, need to have a you gotta let it wash week. over you sometimes so no I won't, I won't. <laughs> why are you joking me since, since we are ultimately a fashion podcast yes can we talk just a second about how non-transferable Sabretooth's look is yes. across the multiverse oh, terrible oh, terrible there is oh. no out, every outfit is a fucking fedora for him <laughs> they 
do not he work. He hates a primary color too. Oh like they're God. just all like too vibrant and weird. Like he doesn't know. He doesn't that have mo- an actual uh, movie star. Sabretooth was gross. I oh hated him. I don't know how I felt about the the nail polish. <laughs> joke i like that i it just reminded me of uh the simpsons another simpsons reference when uh rod and todd are grown up and they're like in hollywood it's like it's like we're agents daddy and we're jewish and it's just (laughs) just felt this weird weird like uh reference point that felt very archaic but i did like the um like the medieval savage like female saber tooth i thought she looked kind of cool I love that. Yeah. Deadpool number five, Alyssa Wong and Martine Kokolo. Deadpool's assassination attempt on Doc Ock racks up with the discovery that it was plotted by none other than the new lover, Valentine Vong. Cletus back to six feet under, Harbinger leaving the door open to further symbiote creation, and Wade having a brand new dog. It sounded like you learned about that as you were reading it. I know. It, there was a buildup. I was like, what is he going to yeah. say? Uh, Where we learned that. My phone froze. So I asked. Uh, <laughs> Doc was hired by someone else. Uh, yeah, way to call out technical difficulties, it's, you fucking Call bitch. out technical difficulties. Those are aural. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite kind of technical uh, difficulties. I thought anal was. It was a big. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a big week for dogs in comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Happy National Dog Week yeah, between woof. Deadpool and the last and the Sabretooth issue. I feel like. Uh, so do- Doc Ock was apparently hired by yeah. what is the name of Antito- the Atelier? Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. He was going to be assassinated potentially as a candidate by the Atelier. Yes. So they said, get it through now. Basically. And get on the the Which shiddiest possible. He was hired by Valentine. Right. Yes. Yes. By Valentine, that was the name. Yes. Valentine Vong. Um, but he apparently got something in return from that exchange beyond his life. Being That's finished. what I was wondering. Like, what is the thing that Some, they were like, hey. Something they create, presumably, from their body. But yeah. A ninth. <laughs> limb more yeah. arms. It's a nice you can call me Doctor Noctopus. Yeah, he, uh, he has Noctopus. a dildo for an extra arm. He yeah. sucked octopus. Oh so God. I've generally enjoyed the series. I think the art's nice. I think Alyssa Wong is a good writer. I felt like this arc was one or two issues too long. Yeah, I think uh, Alyssa could have done this in like three or four issues versus going all the way to five because it felt very samey and repetitive. I might read better when I read it all at once. But I was just like sort of losing. I was like, I'm not enjoying this as much as I did the first couple of issues. I was worried that this was just like the five issue miniseries and that this whole Atelier like attack that they introduced at the end was going to be like Deadpool return. And I'm like, no, fuckers, like give me that goddamn battle. But it has come like Deadpool sex. Well, comiXology gets this right. Sometimes they don't. But they say something of however many issues. They said this was five of seven, so this okay. might just be two more oh, issues. Geez. So they wasted five issues to build up this fucking attack, and now it's two issues. They to could be wrong, it. but like, uh, I mean, Deadpool doesn't do. He doesn't do long long runs. form. Like it's always like a kind of a series of miniseries. So. What did you? I think he's slept with long form. <laughs> what did you That's think true. of Carnage being in this issue shorter than Great and Creed being in his issue? That's great. <laughs> really, Thank it's. God. A, I mean, it's annoying that they had that as a cliffhanger. Yeah, but I'm glad that they decided. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Not the fuck yeah. not. He's exactly. Yeah. I'm just sick of symbiotes. I think Donnie Cates did said be everything. A summer of them, so I hope you're ready. <laughs> Bitch, I'm taking summer off then. It's uh, hot symbiote summer. Summer, girl. Come on. yeah. Better get my summer body ready. Um, I am just sick of it. Uh, Donnie Cates 
said everything I wanted yeah. uh, anyone to say about symbiotes, and I wanted to just move yeah, on. Yeah, but what do their tits look like? Summer of symbiotes. <laughs> there was a lot of, like, uh, the, the humor eventually just, if you read Deadpool long enough, it just feels sort of like RuPaul jokes. That's a great a way to put it, yeah. Because you're just like. I can't wait I, to see how I, this turns out. I have them in me. I something I've said before, and yeah, I'd like I'm, I'm okay with it. Ross Matthews is a symbiote. It, you're it, right. It's a, no, I think yeah. you're. I like what you're saying though, in the sense that like Deadpool almost needs to fourth wall break his own comics, in the yeah. sense that like be he, more, they're gonna be have real. be even more meta to realize that like the Deadpool comics themselves are becoming like repetitive in a way. I would. He agree. needs a straight man. In the worst no, we were way. talking about with the cable stuff, yeah. Cable and like uh, him, his in- inclusion with X Force, especially with Omega Red, yeah. I think is a really he's a they're really good like uh, foils for each other, and he needs that. And you can't have a solo book without one. Well, and that's why it was sad that Lady Deathstrike was in it for all of like ten seconds because yeah. she could have played that role for a lot of it. And sure. like the yeah, Valentine Wade relationship, I think is great, and I, I that's actually my favorite part to take away from the book. I agree. But it's yeah. like it just needed more coverage of the other characters than just burgeoning that relationship. If I was right. going to change anything structurally about this, it would be to have more of the discussion about the Altieri or whatever their right. name is oh. earlier on so that you recognize that there was something weird about Doc Ock being selected to be an assassination and candidate. Because there's nothing about that to me that's particularly shocking right. or yeah. any mystery that needs to unfold. So a reveal about it doesn't feel satisfying. Everybody Fair. gets one chance. How do you pronounce atelier? <laughs> atelier? Atelier? Atelier. 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 I'll tell you something right now. Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, number two, Teeny Howard, and Vasco. Also, Georgia. Thank you. Morgan Le Fay attempts to course an untouched alternate reality version of Betsy, one with ties to everyone's favorite. Captain Carter. Ryan, how did you feel about Captain Carter being in this issue? Oh, God. She's he could do this all she, day. I love it. She's just everywhere right now. She, it's so obvious that she was popular in that fucking Doctor Strange movie. So they're like, what if we include her in everything now? Not so in she's what gonna, if? And also, what if? See, she's everywhere. It's, um, <laughs> see, you proved my point. It's She was in what if? I just... It's the exception that makes the rule. I, I just don't like being force-fed her inclusion in it. That was the most important follow-up clause <laughs> I've ever heard. Did your phone freeze up too? Force, wait, hold on. I don't like fed. being force-fed. Wait, hold on. <laughs> this is, I'm going to disagree with you. I actually liked her inclusion. No, you didn't. I did, actually. It I made, enjoyed it. I think it made a lot Adding of sense. Adding a white woman is inclusion for Kayla. <laughs> wow, exactly, Becky. Let's talk about Rachel's hair and when it's on fire and when it's <laughs> not that's a weird evolution of her powers what the fuck is that both betsy and rachel are the worst parts of this book the rest of it is really really entertaining hey. all the world building i think is a lot of fun i think Mor- morgana lafay is a goofy fucking villain she's I so bumbling like I what is going on i love it i'm like she's an idiot she's great but uh i always wondered like would the, how would they deal with like if captain carter was big in the mcu how would they deal with the fact that there's a captain britain core oh. well, how would they bring her in and the fact that you have her, and then you have this like agent of strike, Betsy Braddock. I was like, I wanted to read more about her. I thought that's fucking cool. 
her being like a secret agent for this British intelligence agency mm-hmm. seems like a lot of fun. And she's still got telekinetic powers and yeah. telepathy. Also, uh, the uh, the Furies at the end that are like the Captain Britain Furies mm-hmm. look fucking cool as shit. Yeah, no, do I'm excited to where this goes. Do you next. think Rachel and Betsy are gonna make it? Like they see, it's still, I like them a lot. It, it feels very sweet, and but it feels a very early relationship. So I'd love to see. They're them lesbians. They're gonna live. They're gonna be. They're gonna live forever. forever. They're they're forever. I really do appreciate so much of the panel because in the first one we had like in every issue I think they're gonna be sleeping in bed together, which I love. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, that looks really nice. That, it's just very like you don't see that that often. I know that was special, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is great with yeah. the Furies all decked out yeah. in British Same. garb. Hot. It makes me wonder what what's what's the point of dressing him like that. We're a fashion podcast. Why why do that? I mean, why? the Union Jack is a iconic flag. Why do any terrible dictators put their sign on anything? Sorry, maybe I should clarify. Why are they Nailed it. why are Got they em. so happy to wear those outfits? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. They actually seem why more do their, excited. Why do their feet look like escalators? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I didn't notice. Oh my gosh! Did Rob Layfield draw them? <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they would need... not. They would be nothing. Not they escalators. They don't need feet. They don't need feet. And no. also, you take that back. This is a good art. Hey, and let's give a you know give a little applause for the fact that uh, we're keeping the fairy lore that uh, Iron has a plus one attack bonus. Oh yeah, she fucked up her face. Blood. Love that. Love, 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 love that. Uh, to, to answer your question though, I, why are they dressed as uh, in the Union Jack? I think Morgana Le Fay wants to build her own Captain Britain Corps, and of course she's using the Furies, so that's it's just an aesthetic choice. Do you guys miss Saturnine? I miss Saturnine. I do I miss do. Saturnine. Yeah, because she's such do, a yeah. bitch. She's great. The teeny rights are really well, so yeah. I miss that. That's what I guess I was hoping for. I wanted like I wanted a little bit more of Betsy and Morgan to have like a more tit for tat kind of conversation. Like but, a will they oh, but you wanted like Saturnine and Betsy having a will they won't they yeah. while she's dating Rachel. Rachel. Like yeah. something that would a bit more like you know, sexy. Let, let, let there be a little bit of their, you know, solidification of the relationship and then Saturday then comes make back. It sexy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Oh, actually we're wrapping up with Mutants Among Us, where we track mutants and other non X runs. So I talked about the invincible number four Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also have runs. number four Photon. Um, but first Invincible Iron Man number four, Jerry Duggan and Juan uh, Frigeri. Tony discovers Orky Baddie Orcus Baddies and Wannabe Spaceman Fei Long has been the mysterious villain of Duggan's new series. He's taken over Stark Unlimited, killed Tony's friends, and has a hard on for being right. Uh, next issue we'll get to see Emma. Um, this is obviously probably, I think, building towards Fall of X, or at least battling with Stark Sentinels that's supposed yep. to come this summer. Um, how do we like Orcus infiltrating other parts of the Marvel Universe? Makes a lot of sense. Mutants Among Us. Was that an agreed upon? No, Adam nickname? came up with that. Okay, good, because I felt like there was a vote that just happened <laughs> that I was Mutants Among Us. Because I kind of like it. Thank There's you. a couple titles that might not last through this podcast <laughs> did, it, did it happen <laughs> did it amsterdam or x-men or to the x-men <laughs> uh continue your favorite comic yes <laughs> and then uh any other thoughts on fey long and orcas um I, he's not fey long for this world <laughs> oh, I, I, I like that tony wasn't trying to like be sweet and or like at least try to work with him in any sort of he was like, "You're a bad guy. Yeah. Go fight. You killed my fucking friend. You're a piece of shit." Yeah, yeah. I because I I was worried that when they were eventually going to work together, which they are, um, that it was going to be in some sort of context where he begrudgingly does it. He fucking hates him. So yeah. I'm I'm happy for that stance yeah. on this. No, Tony being a real ally to the mutants is a good <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. Uh, 
So the uh, first three issues of this, it's competently written. It's nicely drawn. Both Jerry Duggan and Juan Frigari are talented people. I just don't care about a solo Tony Stark book very much. There have been so many of them. There's been some. The exact Correct. same stories and, over and over again. And it's like, oh, Tony's lost everything. He's right. lost his company. He's lost he, his armors. He's even lost in this. this. Even in this comic, they referenced that he was the director of Hammer, and no one remembers that run because it wasn't that good. Yeah, exactly. No. He yeah, lost yeah. that run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But Phelong being uh, a, a baddie for Iron Man makes a ton of sense. He is... He is pink Elon Musk, bringing it back full go. circle from yeah, our... Yeah, there we go. Uh, and, of course, he's going to be, like, weird and arrogant and, you know, like, the references he made to the Hickman's Avengers run when uh, they were dealing with all that stuff with Mars, with Ex Nihilo and the Abyss and all that. Right, I did love that. Uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, the hu- y'all just gave up Mars and you let the mutants take it, but this is our birthright. I yeah. fucking... Love that world building. Shouldn't you be fighting Toad or Blob? I don't know who those are. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, old. I'm not that old. I'm not that old. That was such a weird. I did appreciate. I was like, these are really weird jokes because I thought Phelan was that, like, not old, old, but like older. A younger person would say that. I'm not that <laughs> yeah. old. Yeah, right? it's a very okay boomer moment right there. Uh, let's talk about photon number four, Eve Ewing and Luca Maresca. In an effort to prevent a multiversal collapse, Monica gets some therapy from the New Beyonder, where it's revealed she may have had her power since puberty. Is she a mutant? Is she not a mutant? What do you guys think of this? So this issue came out last week, uh, and X Twitter was all a buzz about whether she was or was not a mutant. A lot of people were talking about it. Jerry Duggan basically subtweeted everybody and saying, "Not everyone's a mutant." And it's like, Jerry, what are you doing, girl? Um, I have a feeling that she will end up being a mutant because I think they're going to try to have that synergy with the MCU. Because when you saw Monica Rambeau getting her powers in Wandavision. You know, it didn't seem plausible that she would just get it through Magically. walking through the the force field that that yes, Wanda. That is true. I which I actually had a huge problem with in yeah. the MCU. It made no fucking sense. It made no sense. She right? walked through a bunch of times. The I third like time you get powers, what yeah. The fuck? yeah. I like that more as an idea, especially considering Wanda's a mutant and um, that everyone was eventually pulled into the hex. That some people were made special because Wanda's special. Gotcha. Uh, the the I'm okay with that. I'm okay with these late stories of they were always a mutant. Feels a little reverse Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch of what they did. Yes. They, they tried to make them not mutants all those years ago, and now I, I think that not, not be a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now they're trying. No, no more mutants. And now they're trying to retcon some of our Avengery type of characters to be mutants. So yeah. it's it feels annoying. So cash it. One point that Clark made, R.I.P., he said, um, he said, you we're, them? we're yeah. going to take away from other mutant mm-hmm. characters. She's going to be on the X-Men team now. We're going to get some of those stories less because anyone in these mutant movies or the MCU will probably be featured more in comics, which stinks for our other merry mutants that we have. Buckle you know up, baby. I mean? Dark photon sagas. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> Web of photons. <laughs> no, days of photon past. <laughs> Anything else for us, guys? That's it. We'll keep tracking them. Oh, the oh, the pop is back. Oh, it's back, baby. Um, as always, we like to wrap <laughs> up with a little something we crying. call "Plug Me, Daddy," where each of us get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, heard, and experienced. Wanted to share with you. 
our little homos this week. What have you been experiencing this week? So we're not playing uh, Charleston or X-Men, but I did come back from a trip from Charleston, and I did a food tour. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, The tour guide, her name is Alice Gordon. She's fantastic. So if you're ever in Charleston, look her up and get a tour from her. She is incredibly knowledgeable. Exactly. Uh, um, And she took us on a little food tour of... A barbecue place, a seafood place, an Italian place, and a dessert place. Oh, amazing. It was really good, mostly because uh, just her love of the city just came through. It felt very much like when our friend Aaron uh, gave the tour of yeah. Charleston before he and our friend Jason got married a few years ago. That's a people, it seems like. But I will say one thing that was really funny. So the first place was a barbecue place, so they gave barbecue sliders and uh, collard greens. Uh, but I, oh, you know, I'm vegetarian, and so she knew I was vegetarian. And so she's like, okay, we also got cornbread, which I could eat, uh, but I couldn't eat the other two things. So she's like, who's the vegetarian? I said, me. And she's like, I got this for you. It was a cup of steamed broccoli. It looked like a fucking sight gag. I, I almost started laughing. I'm like, I, this is what I get. They get this yeah. delicious yeah, looking yeah, barbecue yeah. and collard greens. Some of the best in the whole fucking Maybe, city. Yeah. Is this and a I get, joke? I felt like it was a joke. But it oh, was real? Was that, it? that really <laughs> happened to me. That really happened to me. <laughs> Sorry, I thought there was going to be a good... I thought she was going to be like, surprise. Uh, I thought you were like, and I tried it, and it was the best broccoli I've ever yeah, tasted. Yeah, that's I mean, Don't worry, I got you, hon. Here's the broccoli we forgot to cook. <laughs> yeah, like basically. It's still frozen, but she, it's like, in the microwave. She like fine. tears up some grass on the ground, like, why don't you eat this? <laughs> that slams been, it on the table. That would have been better. Damn, oh, uh, but, the, but the other places were really, really nice, good. Have you tried so. not being a vegetarian? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. (laughs) Okay, Jubilee's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Iceman's dad. That's right. Um, All right. So uh, for the past two weeks, I've plugged uh, TV shows uh, that are on the same uh, streaming service, dropout.tv. Yes. I have. Which you still haven't subscribed to, right? I have to plug subscribing to it. Oh. It is $5, and it has been so worth it per month. Yeah. Um, That's the price of cable. They have a lot. They have a lot of fun TV shows, but really, truly, I have just been so hooked on Dimension Twenty, their D and D show. Each season takes like uh like a one episode to really get invested in all the characters and the weird, annoying, theatery things they do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then after that, you are just hooked. It is so compelling. It is just constantly fun and engaging. And emotional, I I love it. What's it called again? What's the streaming service called? The, it's called Dropout TV. Hmm. Dropout TV, and that's that game show. So game they have, they have that Game Changer. To... They have Um Actually. They have Dropout Twenty, a Division tw- a Dimension Twenty, uh, and then a bunch of other TV shows as well. Some animated content nice. Great. that I have not yet checked out, and I promise I will not make my uh, plug for next week. But okay. goddamn, it's a great streaming service. Um, Move over, Peacock. Ah. <laughs> I will plug um, PAX East because it's timely. So I just went yeah. to PAX East this past weekend uh, with my boo and a few friends. I'm just going to call my boo. Um, boo. <laughs> my boo boo. Uh, no, it was uh, so fun. I hadn't been since 2019 because then obviously all the pandemic happened. But it is just such a great – because I did PAX Unplugged in Philly back in the fall with in you. December, yeah. yeah. And it was just so – fun to just be around wholesome fucking people that love games love nerding out on everything we entered a super smash brother tournament got our asses kicked immediately 
Um, they have like a giant big screen from where they were showing that and a bunch of other tournaments. Yeah, but the controllers were fucked. Yeah, gotcha. What? That's what's so crazy. Like they the literally one. had. I need like, the game. That's one. what it was. You could get any kind of controller, like, uh, and it was they were pristine, like right out of the packaging. Everything worked. That's cool. It was so fucking cool. The demos are great. The like, there's just so much stuff there, and the experience. We played like a bunch of random board games with people that we had just met, like. Lots of really fun stuff. So if you ever see a PAX or have the opportunity to go to one, I would highly recommend. It's just a lot of fun. Try to go on like a Thursday, Friday part because thankfully we were there Friday through Sunday. Saturday was quite a nightmare with the actual playing the demos and stuff. So if you go during the week, you get a lot less crowd. Oh, gotcha. Uh, but even when it's that crowded, like it's still a blast to just walk around. Amazing cosplay. There was the entire like a bunch of Mandalorians, but dressed like with basically Pokemon visages. So there was like, a Flareon, a Jolteon, a Charizard, and like everyone had the designs. I just, it was just such a blast and just such a great, like, fun human experience. I love such a natural, like, nerd culture, too, where it's not jaded like we are sometimes. Just like true nerd culture, like, leaning into it, you know? We played, so oh, nice. we got to do like a whole hour's worth of playing like Pokemon the card game, and I never played before. And it was just like the people that were helping and coaching, like, everyone was just so nice. Like, it was just such a positive experience, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Did you say visage, like Michelle visage? <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to visage? I don't know if that's the I right also word. said. I don't know if that's the right way. I also said I don't something. I what's the right way to pronounce it. I said burgeoning as a verb earlier, and no one called me on it, so I'm... <laughs> it's because, like, I am burgeoning? I said this, I, it's burgeoning the relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's I, wrong. I'll accept so wrong. it. I'll yeah. accept it. <laughs> Um, so I didn't bring this up, but I went to Amsterdam recently and you went to Amsterdam, <laughs> but it was such a nice hangout with fam, really treasure family time. Cause you never know when you might have, have family, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, on the way back, I was really just feeling emotional still. So I, um, I was like, let me just lean into this. Let me, I'm not going to check work. You know, I'm just going to lean into it. Let me see what they have on Aer Lingus. A lot of, uh, it's my favorite sex. Aer Lingus. <laughs> 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 and the only thing that it could like make me feel an emotional journey was a little movie from um, 2016 called The Shallows, starring Blake Lively. And oh. she gets bit by a shark and then has to live on a stupid thing. It was terrible. Guys, do yourself a favor. If you ever want to cry for no reason, but also laugh at how stupid it is, it's a great one. It's a great one. You Were you just it. high on the plane, though? I was also That's high, what high on the plane. Wasn't what the, shark, like, the shark attack is like just the beginning of also, that Also, I right? took a sleeping pill, and I couldn't go to sleep. So it was oh, just like, like making me Oh, movie. I hate that. So maybe that wasn't even the movie mm. playing. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, there is no movie The Shallows. Blake Lively's not All even a real that person. That woman is in the air, like the airplane bathroom, and she's like, get over here. You were just You were the shark. You bit her. And they're like, sir, you were just screaming, in the shallow, the shallow. Amazing. All right, that's been our episode. Yeah. So, so you listened to it. You made it to the end. You should congratulate yourself by giving us a review. Five stars, you'd say. <laughs> uh, the, that's it. Uh, we're, <laughs> Thank you. We're, Promo code the show. You, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter. We're doing Mutant Madness still uh, on Home, at Home Superior X or on Instagram at Home Superior Podcast. I do think that metaphorically we are the steamed broccoli of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Great callback. Uh, that's that's been the end of it. Thanks for listening. Bye, little homos. Bye. Bye.